This is the Andrew Burchett Podcast, episode 15, Paid in Full. Psalm 103, verse 8, says this, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. When you think of the God of the universe, how do you imagine him? Do you imagine him angry and quick to judge you or squash you for what you've done wrong? Do you think of him as accusing, accusing you or looking for ways to keep a long list of your faults? Do you imagine him waiting for us to get everything right before he shows us his love? Well, these are all preconceived notions of God that are absolutely blown away by these five verses in Psalm 103. The first two verses of the Psalm implore us to never forget the good things. Some of the translations say, don't forget his benefits that God gives us. When I pray and review what God has done, thanking him for the goodness in my life, it's an act of praise and worship. Psalm 103 verses three through five says this, he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Jehovah Rapha is the name of God here. It means the God who heals. He gives us another reason to praise him. God's healing and redemption even happens in death. While still here on earth, he is giving love and mercy, filling our lives with good things, benefits, and renewing our strength. This is such a generous and kind God. Not at all like the preconceived notions I mentioned before. In this psalm, it says that God forgives all our sins. Let's zoom in on the first part of verse 3. He forgives all my sins. Wow, what? kind of forgiving is happening here? Is it like the yo-yo forgiveness where it goes up and down depending upon how God is feeling? Does God take out a long list of naughty things we have done in the past just to hold it against us? Do our sins really get forgiven or is God still seething about our disobedience? Now it is true that God is just and his perfect justice must punish sin. Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death, and for sin to be forgiven, to have payment or atonement, must be made with blood. In the Old Testament, God provided forgiveness through the animal sacrifices, the shedding of animals' blood. But when Jesus came, it was his own blood, the blood of Jesus, that makes payment for all the sins of the world for all time. It was a once and for all sacrifice. This is what Hebrews 9 and 10 talks about. 
Now, our sins can be forgiven if we trust Jesus with our life and we follow him. 1 John 1 verse 9 says this, If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim that we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Romans 3.23 also reiterates that we have all sinned and fall short of God's perfection. So our sins can be forgiven by God if we confess them. And when we do so, our sins are forgiven and forgotten. When God forgives our sins, we might ask, is it really gone for good? Once again, Psalm 103, it's saying that God removes our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. This is a strange phrase to many of us, but it communicates an infinite distance to which we can never arrive. If you turn and face west and you start walking, driving, flying, you'll never arrive at a place called west. The same is true if you turn around and head east. No matter how hard you try, you can't dig up your old sins because they have been taken from you an infinite distance away. Another illustration is in the book of Micah for God's forgiveness that gives us a helpful visual of what God does with our sins. Micah 7 verse 19 says, Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Our sins are tied to a big heavy rock and thrown into the sea, quickly sinking to the ocean floor, and they are never to be seen or remembered by anyone. Back in the 1990s, a music artist named Morgan Cryer, a Christian artist, gave a concert at the church where I was serving at the time. Morgan and I spent some time sitting around chatting, and I saw a real desire in him to communicate the truth of the gospel. He wrote a song called, What Sin? And he performed it that evening. It was a striking reminder of what God says about how he removes our sin described in Psalm 103. I'll put a link to the song in the show notes. And so today, if you're having a hard time believing that God has truly forgiven your sins, realize that Jesus uses the Greek word to telestai, which means it is finished as he dies on the cross. Now, this word was used by people in, a, in the accounting world and the ancient world to indicate paid in full. Our sins were, in effect, paid in full as Jesus dies on the cross, as he sheds his blood to forgive us our sins. So the work of Jesus was finished on the cross 2,000 years ago. John 8 verse 36 says, if the Son has set you free, you are truly free. So I declare over you, Jesus followers, that Jesus' payment was enough for you to receive forgiveness for any sin you have committed. While you will still face the consequences on earth of poor decisions and some more pain may remain because of what you've done with our God, you are forgiven. You have been set free. So may God bless you as you walk in a new sense of freedom and forgiveness today. 
because your sins are paid in full. Thank you.